1: Hey guys, it's the Indie
0: Mayhem Show. Mike Sorg, at Sorgatron on the Twitter, ready to roll with you, talking about some indie wrestling and uh, talking with some great guys in indie indie wrestling, all walks of them. The wrestlers in the ring and the people working around it. I'm one of the people around it. Uh, my bump card's full, and I only took like three. Uh, I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter, doing video here in the Pittsburgh area with uh, Sorgatron Media International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, Renegade uh, Wrestling Alliance and a bunch of other stuff With me is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, he is Eamon Payton and Eamon to Please on the Twitter Down in San Antonio
2: Why hello Sorg, I'm so glad to be back Again this week
0: <laughs> Again, so I, uh, enthused as I, Representing I, as an I'm announcer keeping,
2: <laughs> keeping the theme, keeping the theme with the show It's very it, there, It's enthusiasm but it's a It's a, it's a calm enthusiasm I, I've, you know, still got the spring break Obviously, uh, effects, as you can see from my face, but I'm still ready to talk about indie wrestling, so I'm excited.
0: It's got the spring bake sunburn fever right now. But anyways, this is the Indie Mayhem Show. You can check us out over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, one of the many, many shows that we do over there, talking about all aspects of pro wrestling, from the Midweek Wars to the Raw Wrap-Ups to the uh, Wrestling Mayhem Show itself, the Mayhem Manias, and and, and great articles over there. As well, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Facebook uh, for this and other shows. You can also drop us a line and your thoughts on indie wrestling, anybody we should talk to, or if any announced guests you have any questions for at 412 206 WMS0. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com is the email address, and you can join us from around about 11 p.m. Eastern Time at live.wrestlingMayhemShow.com. We do have a chat room. Hi, Sammy, in the chat room how you doing uh i don't know if that's a real name or not it seems to assign them uh but anyways uh let's get into uh our fine fine guest for this week amen
2: yes as, as uh as i believe you mentioned before the show this isn't a guess from my neck of the woods and i guess that i've gotten the pleasure to work with a great deal now uh with inspire pro wrestling uh sort of uh, in the behind the scenes uh, in uh, uh, is Sorg, of, I think you've put it before, like like in the shadows of, of the wrestling production, and it's very, but a very important part of the wrestling production. Uh, uh, he is the current videographer for Inspire Pro Wrestling, and I'm very glad to have him on the show. Cat ears and all, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Ray Zombie. Ray, how are you this evening?
1: Hey, man, how are you? Uh, I am a videographer, you know, video guy, as on Twitter is what you put me as. I like <laughs> it, it makes me happy. Uh, yeah, we, we keep it very, very
2: cut and dry. Video guy is the appropriate term, I guess. We it uh, right, right, at, at 1130,
0: hey. that's what you get from me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely. But uh, uh, like I said, uh, very happy to have you on the show to talk about some of the stuff you're doing in the wrestling world. Uh, but I guess the first thing that we always kind of start with uh, is an icebreaker, I guess, of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody uh, <clears throat> who we have on the show gets into wrestling one way or the other uh so we want to know what's your first ever memory of watching professional wrestling
1: the first memory of watching professional wrestling i was a mexican child in a mexican apartment and i had no cable but i have a buddy his name is richie uh he invited me over to his house one day and i was like all right cool let's do it and he had cable and uh, it was monday night and the first memory i have of uh watching wrestling because i've seen it before my mom used to Watch Triple uh, A and CMLL on uh, like Telebundo or something like that. So I remember watching it before, but like my first like vivid memory of uh, watching any type of wrestling is watching um, Valvinus getting his penis cut off in the dark <laughs> and the whole choppy, choppy, your pee pee skit. And like, I don't know, like that instantly got me hooked. And then I saw the good father like coming out and like just beating up on somebody. And I was like, yo, wrestling's fun. And I understand it better because it's in English, even though English is my second language. But yeah, but uh, first memory just Val is penis.
2: <laughs> Definitely a kickstart. Did you? I, I guess sort of the stuff. Did you understand? Like, I guess that, like you said, that you've kind of seen like the stuff in AAA and stuff like that as well before. But like, did you realize that like, it was kind of like I guess the same thing? Obviously, like with the with the over the top kind of the segments and stuff like that of the Attitude
1: Era. Oh, well, like. uh I don't know like Mexican wrestling dude. wrestling in in Mexico is way the hell different than Mexican then Mexican, uh, sorry than uh wrestling in the United States cuz uh lucha libre is is a sport it's not entertainment it's uh it's a legitimate like thing that people go watch and they talk about it's like the NFL would be here so uh you know th- those people that are regarded as like a different type of celebrity like they're really important and a lot of things going on uh watching it in the United States as a kid, like, you know, obviously, like, it's whole, the whole thing is real to me. Everything would be real to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you just, you, I never really laughed or, 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 thought that wrestling was fun. I always thought it was more of a sport. So when Attitude Era came around, and that's when I started watching, uh, I remember watching Kane for the first time, just like coming out I'm like, dude, this guy scares me and it's awesome and I love him. And he's my favorite wrestler because of that. So, uh, it was, it's a lot different, but I, I much prefer, prefer the, uh, the, american wrestling over anything else
2: awesome very cool <laughs>
1: uh to
2: kind of go into obviously you're jumping to working in sort of the wrestling business uh uh how did you kind of go about like because uh if i'm not mistaken you've done some work in the past i believe for a uh, uh, ddt out of japan even mm-hmm. uh, so was that kind of your first sort of anything in in wrestling or or was that uh or did anything kind of occur beforehand
1: um I've always been into videos. I've I've made videos since I was a kid. And uh, I have a degree in history for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Mm. The first person to to graduate from my family uh, from college in America. So my mom's like, yo, hey, this is awesome. I'm going to send you to Japan. And I was like, holy crap, like, you're actually going to take me to Japan, mom. So she sends me to Japan on a a plane trip there. Mm. Uh, And I wanted to make a video. I've been, you know, making like little videos every now and then. But while I was in Japan, I was like, yo, like, you know, not a lot of people get this opportunity. Let me make something out of it. Let me find something. Uh, So I went to Ribeye, the steakhouse that's really famous. Uh, I went there, saw a bunch of pictures on wrestling on the wall. I was like, yo, like, this is pretty cool. Before my trip uh, to Japan, I did research some, uh, like, I guess, infamous or famous uh, places that are uh, associated with wrestling, one of them being this bar called uh drop bar and so uh that was in that was in the shibuya district and I, just, I remember having like the hardest freaking time to find it because this bar it's not labeled you you have to find an elevator and at this elevator you 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 look at this elevator and i have a video of it so you can kind of see like the elevator itself the this is like my first like actual like production with wrestling um but I walk up, I see the elevator and like right above on the eighth floor, it's like this little like black bar. It says DDT. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like something I've heard of before. Cause I remember the blow up doll. Mm. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's go in there. Uh, I walk inside, go up to the eighth floor. And like, mind you, dude, I'm a, I'm, I'm a tall dude. I'm a big dude. I got long hair. I got a beard. <laughs> uh, I don't look white. Um, so I walk in man and there's like, it's a, it's a small bar. The bar itself had about five seats and then there was like a common area where you can sit down around a couch. Uh, everything was black. The bar was black. The only thing lit up was the, the alcohol itself. And there was a TV on the, on the corner that were, they're showing um they're showing uh, ROH actually. <laughs> and uh, I just walk in there. I'm like, yo, like, Hey guys. And everybody just kind of stops it's like the whole like record scratch and looks at you. <laughs> and I'm just like, Hey, hey what's up? And uh, over the night um, I met Ryu Ryu is uh, one of the guests, not guests. He's a timekeeper slash uh, announcer for DDT. So I met Ryu and in like really broken English and everything and really bl- broken Japanese. We communicated with each other, each other. Also met um, Akito and uh, he's one of the wrestlers there. And uh, just kind of occurred to me, I was like, yo, like, yo, these guys are awesome. We're having a good time. Uh, let me try and get an interview out of this. So I take out my little recorder. My camera was already like half dead from all the footage I've been shooting in Japan. Uh, I'm like, "Yo, like, let's do an interview," and they're like, in "Japanese." I'm like, "Hell yeah, in Japanese, let's do it." So I pop out. Uh, I pop out my rec- my recorder. Do a little interview. Later on, I get invited to DDT to uh, just check it out. You know, can't really shoot anything because it is a an actual event that they do. Hmm. Um, but it was my first foray into shooting anything that was wrestling related and I wasn't sure that I was going to do it I wasn't expecting that I was going to do it but I ended up doing it I got a lot of cool stuff out of it a lot of good memories good friends and it's the first time I ever thought about like doing any type of production for wrestling awesome
2: this and is great there's there's a, hold on a- that a-
1: a- a- at the time a- was
2: that or, sorry sorry Were you sorry here? I- I- you I- I-
0: I'm pulling up the video and actually playing it for the for the feed up here uh, if you guys are joining us on video um, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, thank
1: you man. I really appreciate that. So
0: so uh, yeah, it, it's it, it just looks like a bar for those on on audio it, and it it just and and it just chilling there. It, it, that's awesome. Uh Yeah, I,
1: it, it's I, a it's crazy. That's just Japan. Everything is hidden, everything you have to look for yourself and I remember like trying to ask local people like, "Yo, like, uh, progress and They would, they would point at me to this freaking uh this building and like that's a that's where they would hold the shows and mm-hmm. uh I walked in like it was like uh, an under construction arena. Like it was like it was on the twelfth floor of this like weird building. You go into the elevator, you go to the top. That's that's the the arena. Wow! And it was like under construction. I wasn't supposed to go in there yet. They kind of threw me out because I didn't know where I was going. And then that was like before I got into the actual like the DDT bar. I went to the DDT arena by accident,
0: <laughs> which is
1: a, called like face face off or face kick. I can't, I can't remember the name of the place. Dropkick bar. <laughs> No, Dropkick Bar is the bar and then itself. like their arena okay. studio place thing is called like kick off or face off or something.
2: This is great. Nice. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, like going to like the style of videos that you were doing at the time, were they, well, what would you kind of define like the, the stuff that you were kind of into like video producing wise?
1: Um, documentary stuff. Cause it's the easiest and cheapest thing you can make. If mm-hmm. you do any type of documentary work, it's just like just real time, no setup, nothing. Just try and go out there and like, make interesting footage happen um i you know literally zero budget uh got a uh, uh the first camera my mom got after my dog died i think she was like yo i gotta make him happy let by my camera she bought me a camera like literally thank you mom for everything you've ever made like everything you've ever done for me because like she's the reason i get to do this type of stuff um but she got me this like really weird camera i took that with me i uh, and it's just, it's just documentary works, the easiest thing to get to do and the easiest thing to produce. The only – the hardest part is just editing stuff together because, you know, I'm all self-taught about everything. So, yeah.
2: Awesome. And, and I would say you can kind of see that a lot in the work you've been doing for us at Inspire because it's very uh, – obviously not strictly documentary, but it has that sort of artistic kind of style about things where you know, certain shots you obtain really do get – um. A vibe of the entire event, more than just like, like wrestling, so to speak. So, would you say you kind of implement some of your past stuff, doing like the documentary style stuff, into wrestling?
1: Yeah, completely. Because um, so like before I moved to Austin, the whole point in Austin is like, yo, I want to make a, I want to make it, I want to make um, movies, and I want people to watch it, and then I want to like one day make a living off of it. Uh, so before I came to Austin, it it kind of struck me. I was like, yo, like. I like video stuff. I like wrestling. Why not try and like work at a, at an indie wrestling place that might work out. So actually I think it was like in, uh, in July or so of last year, I sent Max an email through the website through inspire pro. And I was like, yo, Hey, uh, I do video stuff. I'm going to Austin. I'm moving there in August. You, are you in need of anybody? And it just so happens that at that time, like, yeah, inspire pro needed a video guy. And, um, they like I sent them, you know, I sent them uh, my type of my quote unquote reel, I guess. But most of it's like, yo, like, look, I I did wrestling stuff. Look in Japan, look at what I did. And Max was like, yeah, dude, I really like the documentary feel to it. If you could bring that into the into Inspiral Pro, that'd be awesome. And I guess it looks documentary-ish. I don't know. I'm not really good at distinguishing things. But <laughs> people people watch it and they like it and they're like, yo, it looks documentary. So I mean, yeah, I guess it's documentary feel. Yeah, I would say t- just like certain shots,
2: definitely when it comes to like, uh, I noticed like shots you'll get of the crowd and stuff like that or um, uh, just some really cool angles and stuff like that that you take about it that's very different than the stuff you sort of normally see, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on, at least on an independent <laughs> wrestling level. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And and uh, you've been working with us for a few months now. Uh, uh, what's it been like sort of getting into the groove of becoming, you know, working for,
1: a, I guess, a regular pro- wrestling promotion now? Mm -hmm. Uh, in I guess video wise Um, honestly dude anything video wise from the time I've been to Austin doing the pro wrestling stuff uh, doing stuff with Chris True and Johnny Mundo Mm -hmm. doing stuff with just um, people that look at my stuff and they say yeah let's pay money to like video our stuff Uh, it's all overwhelming because I never went to school for it I've just always done it and it's just kind of weird to be put into the professional title of videographer editor director anything like that because half the time, like, I swear to you, uh, I'm 24, so I guess, like, I'm learning about being an adult, but a lot of people don't know what they're doing, and I'm one of them. <laughs> and it just, you know, it's just, you gotta, you gotta work, and then hopefully your work is good enough. So, my time here, I'm just, you know, I'm really grateful for my, for my opportunities I've been given, and my whole goal is just, like, hey, like, produce good stuff so that you can show that you are worth it, and that they did not make a mistake. Totally, Absolutely.
2: Um, going, as you mentioned, the stuff you've done with uh, uh, Chris True and Johnny Mundo, let's touch on that a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, last month, Johnny Mundo came down to uh, Inspire for Wrestling to help promote some of the Lucha Underground stuff happening at South by Southwest. And you actually got to do a bit more stuff with him and, and uh, Chris True for uh, some of the stuff True was doing for uh, his uh, True to the Game uh, uh, stuff. I know you did a, a sit-down interview with Johnny and mm-hmm. and uh, them going out on the streets of Boston to learn the art of parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's it? What was it like, kind of doing that, and especially somebody like Johnny, who's like been in WWE and and is a pretty recognizable
1: name. What was it like working on that? Um, Ever since I met Kiss, I've never been starstruck. The (laughs) the day I met Gene Simmons and he hugged me, I like I was almost in tears. Uh, That was in 2008. Since then, I've literally learned because in 2012 he kind of like Gene Simmons. I met him again, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you better love me," and I'm like, "Gene, no." Gene, you're just a person and like from, from that day on I'm just like yo like these dudes are just dudes they're just people that you know they just have recognizable faces they do recognizable stuff incredible stuff um, when it goes to Johnny Mundo uh, I've worked with him in about five productions now um, the first being the podcast the second being some promo shots that he did that I that I did with him uh, the comedy show that he actually did with the new movement um, more promo stuff at Lucha Underground that I got to fortunately go to and here here in Austin, the Austin Warfare. Um working with him, it's professional, it's fun. He's a down earth guy. Uh, I don't know, like it's just he's just uh just like anybody else. It's just kinda weird that I used to watch him when I was like fifteen. You know, he was on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess like, you know, fifteen, sixteen year old be would say, like, holy crap, Ray, like you're hanging out with people and stars and stuff. But it's just a—it's just another dude who is phenomenal what he does, and really grateful, really down-to-earth guy. So he's a—it's a—it's been a fun experience with him. Awesome,
2: absolutely. And you can go check those out online, by the way. Uh, uh, go and go see them because they're really great. They're really, really, really uh, insightful and also really funny stuff. Uh, but uh, going back to some of the stuff you're doing with us at Inspire, uh, uh, you've been producing. Uh, uh, I would—I want to say the. Like, four or five of more shows as of late since you joined on onto us
1: maybe a little bit more sometime well august was the first time i went september was the first show i shot which was battle wars hmm. um before that i was just kind of doing like i, I just kind of like showed up and said yeah i do video stuff and just kind of got shots in the crowd and whatever and um max was like hey we need somebody to edit these things uh you said you were an editor and i said yeah i am so i edited everything got it out in like three weeks or so and they were everybody was kind of it was weird because everybody's kind of astonished that I got it out. And, really it was, great,
2: honestly, really great turnaround.
1: Um, that's weird. I don't. I don't know because I feel like it. The, the the show was shot three weeks ago. I'm like, it's you know it, it should be out by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the the current show that I'm that I'm done editing. It's just been a hectic South by Southwest week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first uh, foray into Inspire Pro. Just editing that one show. They were like, yeah, that was cool. Can you do the video stuff next time? And I said, yeah, I'll do, I'll do the video stuff. And it just kind of took off from there.
2: So uh, was it – I guess was it what you expected, I guess, is the best way to phrase it? Uh, uh, was there anything you were surprised by, I guess, in a sense, when it came to actually, like, shooting a full sort of wrestling show as opposed to, like, more of the documentary stuff?
1: Um, zero expectations because I've never done it before. So just kind of went in there and just hope I didn't suck. Uh <laughs> I can tell you, though, just, you know, watching behind-the-scenes stuff with wrestlers there, it kind of broke me a little bit. I got a little bit sad because it's still real to me, damn it. Like, (laughs) I I am the biggest freaking mark in the world, dude, uh, no doubt. And just, you know, seeing dudes kind of like we're supposed to hate each other, like, kind of hang out. I'm like, no, please don't. (laughs) Same thing with John. Again, I'll go back to Lucha Underground because I've watched a couple of Lucha Underground shows now. And uh, I got to go backstage and, like, all the wrestlers were just kind of hanging out. And they had their masks off. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't be allowed to look yeah. at this. I should be away. I should be out of the crowd. So, um, I don't know. It kind of, kind of solidified the reality of wrestling. Um, I really see the work that goes into it. The, um, all the stuff that they, that these guys go through just to, you know, do what they love. I, I feel like I am part of the, of the crew in the sense that everybody's there to pay their dues and to go on to the next level. Uh, you know this is a a good thing that I say I do I work with people I I direct wrestlers you know uh I'm also there paying my dues so that one day hopefully I will be something better than what I am today
2: definitely and and going to that point I guess of of kind of uh uh sort of losing that sense of, of, you know, disbelief of wrestling. Uh, I know me and have I think, talked about this in the past, about how when we've gotten into, like, the business, I guess you could say, and, like, how we can we kind of can't watch wrestling now without sort of seeing things that we wouldn't have seen before if we we were just a fan, like Sorg, I I think, as mentioned, like, how we'll watch WWE and notice some of the stuff they're doing production-wise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you get that sense now when when you watch wrestling Uh, uh, that you kind of pick up on things that you wouldn't have normally had picked up on, I guess, so to say,
1: um, I'm in the same boat as the rest of the world. When I watch the ODE and we all hate the zooming to, to make <laughs> action appear more hectic and chaotic. Um, but uh, you know, these guys have been doing it for years. That's their job. That's what they make money off of. It's their professionals. And I, I'm not one to be able to say, yo, like I, I really dislike like this way. it should be done because you know, I'm, I'm just a dude in Austin. Uh, who's got a couple cameras? These guys are professionals. Uh, but you know, obviously, you can critique them. You can say this could have been done better. But I feel that sometimes I'm just not in the same spot. I can't like say, "Yo, like this thing should have been done differently." The only time I've ever felt that, like, like intensely, post uh, working at Inspire Pro. Excuse me. Is um during the Royal Rumble, where uh, mm. like the actual Royal Rumble itself, half the action was like in the ring and the other half was, like, the camera looking at Roman Reigns on the floor. And yeah. The whole time, like, there's got to be a call. Somebody somebody in the back says, no, stop looking at the Royal Rumble, which is the, you know, the name of the show, the pay-per-view, everything, and look at Roman Reigns on the floor. Uh, that's the one time that I, like, just remember just saying, like, like, crap, dude, whoever's whoever's running the show production-wise is not getting what needs to be got.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. And, I, and especially, like <laughs> the, like the like, you mentioned that whole idea of, like, them like zooming in and stuff like that on bumps and stuff like that like that's something i never noticed until someone pointed it out to me and then now i'm watching it and i'll pick up on it and realize oh that kind of like hurts like kind of gives you a headache after a while like yeah the amount of times they do it
1: but also like uh like i understand why it's done it you you are essentially seeing two athletes in the ring doing a dance and uh you have to intensify the dance if when i'm editing Aspire pro you know i'm I'm literally just like i'm watching i have about 30 hours of footage so i'm watching like a lot of stuff like repeatedly at the same time all Mm -hmm. this other stuff and then every now and then like something happens in the ring that really looks off or whatever you have to do something camera wise editing wise to make it seem like it's a bigger impact and the whole point for me i think is to do it in a way that you can't notice it's happening Mm -hmm. but you know, with WWE, they're, they're they're zooming in and out to achieve the effect of chaos. So I, I get why it's being done. I understand why it's being done. I'm not a fan of it.
2: No, definitely. And I, I think, like you kind of mentioned that it's a, it's something that somebody does and like specifically says to do it stylistically. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's definitely uh, very interesting. Um, uh, I guess going into. Uh, um, uh, the, the stuff you've been producing for us at Inspire Pro Wrestling, uh, is there anything uh, about being, I guess, sort of filming a whole match that you've noticed? That that any anything that you did, uh, you expected or didn't expect when it comes to actually like being up close and personal towards the action in that
1: kind of way. My arm hurts a lot <laughs> I get very very tired holding the camera up there's a lot of times where I have to just put the camera down because I can't hold it up for so long I'm sitting there for three hours with my hand above my shoulder in a very like weird like weird angle I, I don't know um, that, that I, I noticed that uh, every now and then like just to further like like realize that this is like quote unquote fake I hear spots and I see spots like I see their mouths like moving and stuff and uh, it's just stuff that, I, like, editing-wise, I cut away from so that you don't see it. Mm. Um, but, you know, I it's a, I see the choreography a lot more up close than I would anywhere else. Um, and then, you know, i I managed to avoid it, but a lot of the people I work with, they all get spit on. <laughs> that's, that's not fun so uh we have a uh, lot
2: we have a, uh, a a very uh interesting <laughs> amount of spitters i would say on the entire program <laughs> uh,
1: i can't uh, okay first andy dalton stop spitting at the at the crowd because you're gonna hit one of us <laughs> and, um, I, man, I can't remember who it was but he was like a literal like like the last show i can't remember what the who it was but every 30 seconds he was like spewing out like 10 gallons of spit from his mouth he was a human <laughs> water fountain and uh it's just weird. That's. You get you get really up close with these guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very uh, they're very uh, uh, they're very interesting bodily functions. I'll, I'll be, uh, I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, uh, I guess uh, we'll dive into some of the regular questions that we ask uh, everyone on the show. Um, uh, the first one we have is, uh, and, and this one I definitely want to hear from from you, uh, particular. Uh, what are you watching currently, wrestling wise? Uh, usually. When we ask this to wrestlers, it's like, what are you watching for studying purposes? But is there anything, uh, kind of, wrestling-wise, like, from that kind of end, even, that you kind of have your eyes on? I know you mentioned Lucha Underground.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, are there any others? Um, obviously, ODE. That thing's my bread and butter. Love that thing. Even though, like, it doesn't love me back sometimes. <laughs> um, I, I like I like to watch Japanese wrestling. I don't know what's happening. I don't understand it. Um mm-hmm. But it's cool, like like it's weird um I love wrestling i I don't favor to watch wrestling over the skits over the over the backstage stuff. I like that a lot more, well, like the attitude era like there was like maybe an hour of like not I'm sorry, not an hour it's like maybe like thirty minutes of wrestling in a two hour show. Mm-hmm. I love that like I love watching stories play out more than I like watching matches play out i that was weird um. Aside from um from that, I think WWE, Lucha Underground. I used to watch TNA when it was on Mondays because I like to flip back back and forth and like create the WCW, WWE feel.
2: <laughs>
1: um, obviously I'll watch AAA every now and then. Uh, I watched it a lot more back in Dallas with my mom than I do here now. Obviously, uh, kind of because like, I got off cable anymore, cut mm-hmm. the cable. Um, but on YouTube, if there's like some like big match that everybody's talking about, I'll go watch it. Uh Wrestle Kingdom, I watch that. Again, you know, more Japan stuff. But that's uh that's mostly what I watch. That some some TNA mostly Lucho Underground, uh AAA.
2: Awesome. Very cool. Uh, uh and kind of the big question that we we like to ask all of our guests uh since we're a show based around uh the art of indie wrestling. Uh and and feel free to take it in many different directions because a lot of people do. But uh, what is, in your opinion, the best thing about indie wrestling and the worst thing about indie wrestling?
1: The best thing about indie wrestling would have to be the feeling of closeness that fans have with the wrestlers. Uh, that's something you don't get from a lot of other sports. If you like NFL, if you like baseball, or whatever, you're always you're always away from the what's happening on the field or on the pitch or anything, you know, but. Um, I'll harp in back to like Mexico stuff because you know in Mexico soccer is the biggest thing in the world there, uh, but the difference is that the soccer players are a lot more accessible. They're a lot easier to like talk to and and be friends with than uh, any other type of celebrity that you could find. When you do uh, indie wrestling, you are watching the future of wrestling in front of you and they are so you know one day you're going to be like yo I see this guy on TV I used to give him pats on the back we used to like hug and stuff after he won a match at this certain place the that's that's probably the most important thing about indie wrestling is that you you have like this this close-knit uh interaction and love with the fans that you wouldn't get anywhere else and you know they they're there to put on put on a show generally the wrestling's a little bit better because they're trying to make a name for themselves. So every, every night that they are performing, they're performing to the best capabilities so that somebody somewhere can see them do that and say that they want them in their, in their promotion or whatever. So you're just watching excellent performances and you are very connected to it. And then the worst thing about indie wrestling, and I'll say this from, from the, from the production mindset is that I, I hate watching it because it looks like crap. Mm. Uh, if I'm if you're not there alive, then you're watching it from this like really crappy handy cam, and it just doesn't look good, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of the worst parts about the indie wrestling has to be the promotions themselves. They, the way they present themselves, not like the people personally, but like the websites that you see the the videos that you that you watch the the podcasts they may put out all of it is kind of low quality and it's hard to look at the thing that drew me to inspire pro a lot is the fact that the website is beautiful like mm-hmm. I, I went to inspirepro.com and InspireProWrestling.com and i was like holy crap like it looks it looks like a good real promotion like everything was beautiful i went to the to the photos the roster page and the roster page blew me away Cause I've never seen anything so beautifully beautifully done, uh, and then I went to the videos, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like the videos, they're not they're not up to par to everything else I'm looking at. <laughs> Some of our
2: early stuff definitely didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. Like the hard cam, man. When those early video stuff, like the hard cam, would like look straight into like the second rope, and mm. it just I don't know. There's just like little stuff that that you that you pick up on when you do when you do video stuff that you see a lot more. Um, but the, the video side, it just, it kind of hurt. And if you're not a bigger promotion like Chikara or ROH or whatever, you don't have the resources to have a better production team. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's, that's what I'm trying to like step up. You know, I want the video quality to be as the same as the rest of what fire pro has. And then just indie wrestling wise like that, that needs to be a lot better because that's how the wrestlers are seen. That's how, you know, if somebody, if somebody wants to watch somebody in, in Austin and they live in Washington, they can't go up to a show. So they have to buy the, the DVD or the, or the BOD or whatever. Yeah. And since that's the thing that they're watching, that's all they're exposed to. It has to be good. And indie wrestling just doesn't, doesn't have good production quality.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I, I, me and Sorg have had a lot of discussions on past shows about, like, the idea of, like, kind of what you go to, like, about, like, presentation and how a company kind of markets themselves, not just, I think a lot of people assume that indie, when it, like, people think of indie wrestling, they think of, oh, the fact that all this wrestling is really good. Mm-hmm. But the companies, that I think, market themselves and sort of brand themselves in certain ways, like, yeah. kind of like you're going, like, like you're getting that, uh, seem to be more successful than others, I guess, is the best yeah. way to put it.
1: A lot of the stuff is that uh, for indie wrestling, the wrestlers are there to help themselves a lot. They have to, they have to, because they have to, they have to break out. But in doing so, a lot of wrestlers just kind of forget that they are under this house. Uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling being one of them, you know. Um, everybody who works on the production side, the you know uh, Max Biss, everybody that that writes the show or whatever they, they put a lot of time a lot of a lot of their heart into the show and to them and to me because you know i'm, I'm helping make it uh it's it's a lot more than just a, a place that wrestlers can go wrestle at it's like our our little our little wwe you know it's our little production thing we have to we have to hopefully like break Break apart the the idea, the thought that the wrestlers are just at a wrestle. It's that mm-hmm. the it's that the promotion in total is good. The commentary is good. the The uh, wrestling itself is good. The promotion, the promoters, they all treat everybody with respect. Everything's like professional. Everything's done well. This isn't this isn't just some like crappy indie wrestling place that you just go watch people wrestle at. It's a it's a good place to hang out in. You yeah, know, that's- it's good. It, uh, it, if if like. Inspire Pro had more money, then it could get more production stuff done, and uh, you would have things closer to Chikara and ROH. You know th- those are also indie promotions, but they're thought of less as that and more of as a, of as a good place to work for, or work mm-hmm. in. You know, Inspire Pro is getting to that. I think it's it's. Um, I've been here long enough. You know, it's been the, the place has been going on for three years, and I've only been here for seven months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like one day it can be a thing where wrestlers are like, "Yo, like I would like to work there because it's it's good. It's a good place. It's not just a place to work."
2: With. Totally, and and um, uh, I also want to mention like I think a lot of times with indie wrestling, like you mentioned, the idea that not a lot of companies have necessarily the most resources, so to speak. But I think the best thing is to have people, I think like you and your mentality of to make the most of what you have, I guess.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Would you say that that's the kind of the way to go about things?
1: Uh, Completely, man. You like, uh, for me, like you, you, I, I have to make it look better than what I can, than what I have, because it's, it's important to make something look as professional, as good as you can. Uh, it's just, it's just important. I little things like I have the, uh, I bought some lights and I use them for backstage stuff. The lights are a lot more important than what people would think. So you kind of, you kind of just have to make sure that everything is as good as you can make it because otherwise it's going to look like crap and always going to watch it. Yeah. And then also just to further yourself, you know, like wrestlers are there. They're going to, they're wrestling to be better. I am shooting to be better. I want somebody to look at what I do. And say this guy is awesome or this guy did a good job or whatever, I have to have him do this thing. So, you know, it's it's uh it's Inspire Pro and it's and it's me, like the Ray Zombie brand itself. It's gotta be like, yo, this guy can do good work, we let's give him money to do other work. Totally,
2: yeah. And I think that's the best mentality I feel to <laughs> have in a in an environment like that. So I definitely agree. Um well thank you very much, Ray, for coming on and talking with us and, Dude, and- thank you, man. And sharing your stories. Um, if people want to find some more of the stuff that you've done, or if they want to check you out on social media, uh, where can people find you?
1: Um, my hub RayZombie.com. You can find my Twitter, which is at the rayzombie, and my Facebook, which is the rayzombie. Uh, yeah, RayZombie.com. I do a lot of different stuff. Wrestling is a is a big part of it now, but uh, I do a lot of little videos about whatever's going on. It's a it's fun. I'm trying to trying to vary what I do so that people will like it. Awesome. Absolutely. So definitely go
2: check them out uh, because, like I mentioned before, producing some really good stuff for us and and obviously in general uh, across the board. So uh, once again, thank you, Ray, for coming on and talking with us. Uh, uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break. And during that commercial break, uh, our good folks in the Pittsburgh area, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, uh, go check out uh, a cool little event that's uh, for a very good cause. Uh, We'll be right back.
3: Hey guys, it's Matt Light, Pittsburgh Magazine's 2014 and 2015 winner Best Comedian and Cancer Survivor. Come check me out Friday, April 8th for a night of stories, laughter, barjitsu beer pong, and prizes that will be sure to make this a night to remember. I'll be performing with some of the best comedians in the Steel City. Portions of the proceeds benefit the Testicular Cancer Awareness Foundation. Special thank you to our event partners, FN Vodka. Ultra Premium Vodka, Pittsburgh Improv, Pittsburgh's Premier Comedy Club, Sorgatron Media, Podcast, Video Production, and Creative Media, Pittsburgh Podcast Network for Pittsburgh by Pittsburgh, Rivers Edge Radio Network. Pittsburgh's voice for local music. Comedians for Cancer, Friday, April 8th at Dave & Buster's in the Waterfront. The only place to eat, drink, play, watch sports, and laugh all under one roof. Get those tickets, folks. Go to barjitsu.com or showclicks.com and search Comedians for Cancer.
4: Okay, well, uh, when I first got my iPad, my iPod, God, back in 08, something like that. Maybe maybe a little bit earlier or later than that or earlier. Um, I was watching an ESPN show and I heard them talk about something that they have a podcast. And I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? So I looked up what podcasting was. And I'm like, oh, it's just radio shows that you can download and listen to anytime. I'm like, I bet there's some about wrestling. So I literally just typed wrestling podcast into iTunes. And, um, I I downloaded, like, at least, god, five or six that I just, like, grabbed them and started listening to all the episodes that they have available. And I think the Mayhem show only had three. So I'm like, okay, these guys just started. I can can get in on the ground floor, and I listened to the first episode, and the first thing I heard them talk about was Lita's tits. I'm like, I think I'm going to like this show think i'm going to enjoy the show because i was at that pay-per-view the night before so i'm like oh okay yeah these these guys are all current this is gonna be great and i have not stopped listening since
0: and we're back it's the indie mayhem show and please uh check out our friends in and, and that great show if you are here in the pittsburgh area and I know a lot of you guys do listen uh locally here like especially from uh, the wrestling side of things uh, So uh, We're uh, going to touch on some more stuff around Indie wrestling, Eamon of course hanging with me And of course, Ray hey, Zombie's Hanging out too, cat ears hey, and up? all uh, We're <laughs> having a great We almost had another podcast in between on the break uh, So about video <laughs> production So that may need, need to happen at some point uh, But anyways Eamon, um, some interesting news We did touch base on a, on wrestling mayhem show Because it is kind of crossing the gap here But something interesting is happening involved
2: Definitely, because uh, I remember we didn't know whether to talk about this on the main show or on the it's indie show. It's getting so
0: confusing.
2: It's, it's the, the cross-promotional stuff is very interesting. But uh, uh, for many people that have known that Evolve Wrestling, uh, the promotion booked by Gabe Sapolsky, uh, has a bit of a relationship now with WWE. Uh, uh, it's been very apparent Triple H has appeared at their events, uh, at least peeking through curtains. Uh, uh, William Regal has been obviously in front of the camera a bit more. Um, and at this, uh, their past weekend of events, um, they, uh, made the announcement specifically William Regal made the announcement, uh, that the qualifying matches in the global cruiserweight series, that's going to be coming up this summer, uh, will be happening in Evolve. the qualifying matches. And they think they, they were sure to clarify that the American, uh, qualifying matches will be at Evolve, So who knows what mm-hmm. else we're going to be getting elsewhere. Um, and, and we just did a bit of a discussion on this in the regular wrestling mayhem show, but Uh, Over the idea of this sort of idea that more people are kind of recognizing independent wrestlers and independent wrestling as a thing, particularly WWE, which is something that a decade or so ago would have been unheard of, really. Um, I I, I think it's extremely interesting. I I just remember, like, thinking back to, I think it was the buildup to, whenever, oh, whenever WrestleMania Mickey Rourke was a part of. And they were showing clips of the wrestler that had, like, Ring of Honor banners in the background. And we were like, oh, my God, they're showing Ring of Honor banners. Like, this is so crazy. Like, and now, like, the fact that this is kind of branched over uh, uh, is very interesting. Uh, uh, Ray, I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on kind of this collaboration, I guess you could say, with Evolve and WWE?
1: Dude, it's crazy. Uh, it's it's all just, like, you know, like we were talking about indie stuff, man. It's just people watch their things and they like it. Uh, I don't know what WWE was like. Yo, like we like evolve, so let's work with them. Uh, it's just another breeding ground for more future wrestlers. Um, I don't know, man. It's cool. I, uh, I'm really happy for everybody's involved in that. It's got to be, it's got to be crazy to be a dude working in evolve, and then one day it's like, yo, we're affiliated with WWE now. Like, that's got to yeah. be, that's got to be insane. So I'm really looking forward to what happens and what comes out of that.
2: And and we kind of compared it, I think, a lot of the main Wrestling Mayhem show, uh, and we brought up mentioned to a lot of, like, like w, it's known now that WWE and ECW had a bit of a working relationship when they were sort of together. But I think, obviously, now in the age of social media and, and stuff like that, where everything's more known, we're actually seeing it kind of play out almost, um, which I think is extremely interesting. Um, uh, we also kind of had a discussion on the show about how um, – the whole idea, I guess the best way to describe the discussion was like, the whole idea, if the if the distinction of WWE wrestler and indie wrestler is going to sort of dissipate, you know, are these, there's still people, I think, that are considered, to be a part of WWE, they're considered like the indie guys, like the Finn Balors and the Samoa Joes and the Sami Zayns, and how long, I guess, until they that kind of fades away and everyone's just kind of considered like, Oh, we're all in this wrestling thing. Do uh, you have any thoughts
1: on that? Yeah, there's a huge difference between being a wrestler and being a WWE superstar. Like, they're not all the same thing. Because when you are in, in indie wrestling, you're just you're putting off performance in indie wrestling. You're just re wrestling to the people there, or whatever. But when you're in WWE, you're you're not wrestling for the people there. Like the the people, the twenty thousand people that chant back in arena are not there. That's not like the main priority. the The main the main priority is whoever's watching on TV. Mm-hmm. So the way they wrestle, the way they, the, everything they do, like everything that the that the wrestlers do in the WWE, they do it because in the sense that somebody else is watching them from the fourth wall. So you know, all all the tags are made a specific way, all the moves are made a specific way. The the pinning, like just the pinning itself, you will, the pinning has to be done in a specific way so the camera can pick it up in a different way. Yeah. So like when you hear, you know, wrestling is just wrestling all, all in the same, like you, you know, the, the basic thing is there. It's it's all kind of the same. You're all putting on performance in the ring. But being a superstar, you have to, you're, you're wrestling for a bigger audience. There's a, there's this cool thing that like Finn Balor, I think it was, it's on the network and like, I think it's like when he was uh, first showing up, uh triple h with him and he was like walking through him through he was walking through Phil Balor's entrance mm-hmm. and he was just like yo you have to do this because the camera's going to be here and you have to do blah, blah blah whatever it's a really really cool looking insight to see like how they have to change all their natural instincts to fit what the wwe wants so there's a there's never going to be a an encompassing umbrella that says wrestling is wrestling it's going to always be like these are wrestlers, and then these are superstars because they they wrestle differently. It's just a different genre.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the thing people mention a lot is, like, when when somebody gets signed, I guess, they're like, oh, they'll probably take time. Because everyone used to talk about how you had to transition to the WWE ring and how it's shaped differently than a a regular wrestling ring, how that was the big transition. But like you said, it kind of goes more to that. It's how you play to the camera, how you, you know, little stuff like you mentioned, like how people, you know, if you're going to pin someone, look at the hard camera sort of stuff. Like kind, yeah. of, kind of stuff like that. And, and stuff people don't normally think about. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that's the big differential, I, I think, in terms of indie wrestling and, and wrestling so, and and WWE, so to speak. Yeah.
0: yeah, it hasn't been all about, are you a good wrestler? It's about, are you a good wrestler? Or, or in general, are you a good adapter to the WWE way in the long run, too? Mm-hmm.
1: So It's like, are you good at performing? Mm -hmm. You're good being an actor as opposed to being a good wrestler.
0: Exactly. Because
1: you know, you Stone Cold, The Rock, these dudes—they're not technical wrestlers, but Mm -hmm. they got to the point where they are now because they're great performers. They're great characters. They know how to play up to what they're needed to play up to. Like um, the biggest person in Inspire Pro that can do that is Ricky Starks. Like Mm -hmm. that dude is like his charisma is way the hell up here, and uh, you know he's already been on NXT. People are watching him. You know he's. He's gonna get there one day because he he knows how to he knows how to adapt he knows how to be charismatic he knows how to be a character as opposed to a wrestler. Definitely, I think
2: the ability to sort of work a crowd and and not only just work the crowd around you but the crowd watching you is is, mm-hmm. is a huge thing there. Um. So yeah, definitely that's uh, very interesting stuff to come from Evolve. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it. It definitely makes you kind of keep an eye on Evolve if you want to see who I guess is going to be moving on to the actual. Uh, global cruiserweight series so i think it'll be very interesting to see what's to come uh, f- uh from that um i also want to point out mention to a uh, um uh, a company that uh, obviously is pretty well known which is shakara wrestling uh they had uh, their past weekend of events this past weekend that's kind of an oxymoron but whatever um and uh they had actually a pretty good stuff on the event now we've mentioned before uh, uh topics about like intergender wrestling and the stuff of women advancing in professional wrestling and they actually had uh pulled off something really cool uh, uh, at their show, which was uh, Princess Kimberly, who's the current Chicago Pro Grand Champion, uh, who won the belt back in December. Uh, she, you know, Definitely a big trailblazer as far as a woman holding the top belt in a promotion. Um, uh, uh, very cool to see. And uh, uh, she had a defense of the championship uh, this past weekend against Heidi Loveless. And I believe it is the first time that two women uh, uh, on any level have contended for the major championship of, of a promotion in the main event. Wow. Uh, uh, in a belt that uh, can also be by men, held by men and is traditionally held by men, um, which I think is extremely cool. And it's cool to see the chikar kind of groundbreaking and, and trailblazing, that kind of aspect. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on on that, either of you two? Um, do you think that's something we'll definitely be seeing more often? uh, uh, uh is it something people are willing to sort of accept now that a woman could be the top face of a promotion?
0: I, I think, uh, yeah, like with a lot of things, you could say eh, only in Chikara, right? Uh, because they, uh, Chikara is its own world. Chikara has its own rules where you can do that, where you can, where, where they broke the mold of intergender. I don't see, I, I don't see this trickling upwards to WWE by any means. Yeah. Um, but I can see anybody else that tries to do this is going to be an also-ran, you know? Um, and and I can't see many others in a significant place doing it. If that makes sense. I think sense.
1: As, long as, as long as you, like, that wrestlers, competitors from different organizations. I will just point out Ronda Rousey. Uh, right. If she can, if more people like her, more women like her can show up and say that they can do better than the men, then you'll see it in wrestling. Like, you know, last year it was like, yo, hey, Stephanie McMahon, I'm I'm Ronda Rousey, and I'm going to break your arm. Uh, it, it only happened because Ronda Rousey is like, she's just the top everything in the UFC. Mm-hmm. She broke the mold, and you just have to have that, you know. If it, somebody's going to break the mold, and in one day, you know, NXT already's doing it. They already have uh, they had Bailey and Sasha in, the, in their TakeOver Brooklyn event. It's just, it, it'll happen eventually, I think. And it's also got to have people to break the mold,
0: right? Right, and also, as far as intergender, like you know, Jakar is doing it with, and a lot of these other promotions are doing it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bless you. sorry, Bless too much excuse me, I'm allergic to intergender wrestling, apparently. Um, <laughs> um, my point was, and these are like not China type people that they're putting in intergender matches, right? Typically, yeah. sometimes smaller guys, like I'm thinking of Veda Scott and Gregory Iron. Gregory Iron is not a big guy, right? right. Um, and that, that definitely makes it more believable. I don't know if the handicap helps, too, and everything. Um, but uh, but no, I, I can, you know, it has to be done in the right way. And we talked about what happened when you have big, giant, jacked-up guys being up little girls like like uh, 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 Darcy uh, Darcy Dixon that we talked to after the the, the uh, National Pro Wrestling Day a few years ago. Um, no, I, I this is a this is a long time. It's good to see kind of inroads like this. And if anybody's going to start, it's going to be Chikara again. They have their own rules. So yeah, I'm looking forward. Also looking forward because King of Trios tickets go on sale uh, next week, and I'm kind of thinking about making a run for that. So
2: it, I don't know if you've seen it, so but it is Pokemon themed.
0: <laughs> oh man! Then yes, and double yes,
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I, I actually really do agree with Ray's point. I think it's going to have to take some some person from outside of wrestling making enough waves in some form of sport or some aspect to kind of push that. Because they all they almost tried to dip their foot in it. I think with the whole when they started the whole Divas Revolution stuff, where they mentioned all the. Groundbreaking stuff women were doing at the time in sports, and um, I think that was very much them kind of dipping their toe into recognizing, uh, okay, like, recognizing that oh, we need to make our women as credible competitors that are considered on par with the men, and once they reach that point, I think that's when they're gonna th- that's when they can. That's when they're able to kind of take it further if they it's want to. It's just
1: like the hardest thing that they're all like the centralized onto one big gold—not gold, but silver and pink butterfly belt.
2: Like, <laughs> like <that. laughs> Which, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, it's always in the talks, but uh, uh, obviously, it's very rumored after um, this whole stuff building to Mania this year. So who mm-hmm. knows? But well, whatever um
0: hey uh, yeah. i want to make sure i don't forget this because i feel like if we don't touch on it now i will forget this but uh mainstream matt who writes the the great around the indies column at indywrestling.us wrestling.us um was very into the, the, the he he insisted that i show this video for our video uh people this is uh brian fury against uh jt dunn in chaotic wrestling uh very literally bringing the house down uh, and taking out part of the ceiling and, 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 and you know, we've we've talked about uh low ceiling issues and yeah, head butts the the, the drop ceiling and, and takes him out. And I think he pins them after that too. So um so just that because uh, uh, of course it's
2: gotta be the end of the match. <laughs> it's
0: gotta be the end of the match. If you like you, you drove the, the your opponent's head through the ceiling, I think you, you kinda can't go any further f- from from that. Uh again, very multimedia uh focused over there on the column of Red Indie
2: Definitely, uh, and go check that out. I'll mention it again because it gives a rundown of all the events that happened this past weekend. Uh, like sort mentioned, includes tweets and, and various videos and photos. Um, thanks to our good friend Matt Carlin for putting that together and uh, uh, getting everyone updated on everything happening in the world of indie wrestling.
1: So I, I just saw that. Is, does he not win after that power bomb? He
2: kind of needs to. I, I yeah. I, I'll need to pull it. Oh, yeah, actually,
0: I'm, actually uh Hansen uh Be- bearded Hansen apparently of ROH um actually beat them <laughs> so beat both wow. of them in a three-way <laughs> match for the belt so All right. or for number 1 contender so never mind nobody <laughs> wins nobody wins not even the venue sorry uh,
2: about that oh especially not the venue
0: ladies and gentlemen indie wrestling
2: <laughs> always nice but uh yeah uh um Definitely cool stuff happening in the world of indie wrestling this week. Sorg, I know you've got some stuff coming up. Certainly, uh, uh in your neck of the
0: Woods. Of course, uh I will be there at RWA as we we're discussing off off uh off like hey, I will be at RWA, so you'll probably get a digital download Monday. Knock on wood. <laughs> no promises. Because we're still working on the last one, unfortunately, because of timing. Uh but uh that is life, I guess. Um we are gonna fix this thing. Where's my mouse? There it is. Uh oh. We got computers breaking, uh, but no, uh, I, I'm excited to be back there. I'll probably be the last time there for for a while due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, but we'll have Solgatron Media uh, B Team uh, on hand as usual. Uh, but a march to victory. Uh, uh, I think I pr- this has to be the headline of the show. Uh, but they are going to have, and I'll pull up some graphics. Uh, they're going to have a, a pretty cool uh, return match with um, um, three, another three-way of Amazing Red, Sanjay Dutt, and Jason Gorey. Um, killer, killer nice. match they had back in, I believe, October at Bloody, Bloody Harvest. Um, and, and it just, this is, this is the level that these guys are at, uh, they got great talent coming in there and, uh, and a great, a great under local, not, not even local. I know we talked to Mempho Mofo, he's coming in from Nashville, a lot of North Carolina guys. It's not just a spattering of Pittsburgh dudes. Um, and that's really cool. And it's really exciting to see what these guys are doing over there in this little uh, gymnasium in, in West Newton, PA. Um, I, I, they got some really cool stuff. on uh, new champion, Nick Esteban Taylor that won last month, of course. Um, and, and, and so that's this weekend, but also announced um, RWA and PWX. So, so, Hey, some cross promotional situation here in Pittsburgh, which is a uh, um shocking to be honest uh just announced um they're gonna have a global force wrestling panic at the palisades on june third uh here just you know actually a little closer to pittsburgh um and and at least they're calling on the poster um uh, they're gonna have sanjay Dutt, jeff Jarrett uh DJ Z uh Cole Cabana and 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 just a, a smattering of Cherry cherry bombs gonna be part of this I don't know if I recognize all the rest of these guys uh but uh I'm excited for that just because I want to see what what is the involvement for the, these local indie guys at RW and PWX um, because if that means these guys are working together, um, thank you. Um, I I, I know, uh, you know Ray, you know the Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know it was like in Texas in comparison to this. I, I don't think there's anything similar. but we have like uh, what's the last count? Amon six wrestling promotions in the greater Pittsburgh area. Is that yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six wrestling promotions uh, within within an hour's drive of Pittsburgh. Um yeah, it's a little saturated. Most of them in the south as well. <laughs> Most of them in the south. Actually, no, all of them in Pittsburgh or the south of Pittsburgh, <laughs> an hour south of Pittsburgh. But
2: I I, I how many cuz I know this has always been a problem with you sort. No, none in the actual city.
0: Like, uh one in the actual city that actually does not do any significant video of any sort um that actually did a show 3 blocks from here in the parking lot for our community days um and and, <laughs> and 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 actually uh um there's so there's we're so we're in talks for potentially moving the studio someplace and our our new neighbor if this works out will actually the bar, Mike the barber is actually a KSWA I I don't know if he's a retired wrestler but he's definitely very involved uh with the promotion and I saw him do a run in from his food truck um up here uh so that was like he was serving food and everyone's like hey this guy's uh the unofficial mayor of beachview beachview is a neighborhood in pittsburgh so there can't be a mayor um so he runs in and somebody badmouth him he ran in from his food truck beat the dude up beat up like two guys and just went back to his food truck and sold some more tacos or whatever the hell you sell it like that my neighborhood is fucking amazing <laughs> This is this is this is so great. Um, but no, no, they're doing fun stuff down there. And, and um, actually, they are having something again. Not I don't like to talk about guys that don't have video that you can't, can't get to it is one of the rules of the show. Like you guys out in Texas. Uh, but KSWA is actually going to have a show. And I think they're having a little bit of like a Hall of Famish show. Uh, and they're going to be talking about some of the studio wrestling stuff uh here here in town. Um I think I think they're they're inducting uh one of the old referees from studio wrestling, um uh, which is of course where Bruno San Martino came from and a lot of other kind of named guys. Um so uh some some good stuff there. Good stuff there going on. Uh, wrestling town, I love it.
1: Isn't like the north pretty much always saturated with a bunch of uh indie wrestling stuff?
0: Oh absolutely yeah. absolutely I mean there's so many cities just close together and just um but like even like Cleveland has two promotions right now no not even that i think they have one promotion um they used to have like three or four including one on tv um but there's, there's scattered all through to ohio there's one in erie uh there's there's stuff that runs throughout tuna but i think that's a bigger promotion uh so and and of course around philly new jersey is just can i say lousy with wrestling <laughs> um, you know i don't mean that in a mostly detrimental but there's just just everything runs out of there just because it's the philly area
1: right it's yeah philly. It's, it's uh it's known for that,
0: but it's like crammed between like two or three giant metropolitan areas so of course there's wrestling everywhere <laughs> um so you know but it's great for the guys because they can go do two or three shows without going absolutely insane so um, and again, a lot of these people on these shows are coming up from the Carolinas, Nashville, down from Toronto. I know we get a few guys from over in Michigan, like coming in here to Pittsburgh. So
2: I know, I know from, from the Canadian area is where you get space monkey. So
0: there's that too. There is the <laughs> space monkey. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, go check out the space monkey on YouTube. Uh, we had him for a couple, a uh, couple joints last, uh, last year with the IWC. So, so some good stuff um i think that's everything on my agenda sir
2: yeah uh, that, that's a good uh thanks again to ray for coming on not just talking with us in the interview but also joining us for some of the talk after it's always very cool uh, uh cool to have uh, not everyone does this so it's very it's oh, hey. very cool that someone wants to talk any indie, indie wrestling
0: and talk with us
1: so. i have a question though real quick Absolutely. Where is where is Kaiju Big Battle based out of?
0: Uh, oh, Philly ish. uh I had a good conversation with them at the first International Pro Wrestling Day, actually. <laughs> but no, I think they're <laughs> they are like kind of Philly ish because I know there's okay. some there is some crossover with Chikara, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was like that's like my first foray into indie wrestling was oh, Kaiju. I got geez. like a DVD in Suncoast, and uh, I was <laughs> oh. I was a kid. I'm like, oh man, like. It's a, it's a big dinosaur fighting in the All room.
0: right, all right. So two real quick. I, I've told parts of these on the show I know in the past, but just for you, you're, you're enjoying But we're at the end of the show. Nobody's going to listen to this part. Um, <laughs> but I've had two in-person Kaiju Big Battle uh, experiences. Of course, again, fighting that DVD back in the day that my friend showed me like like 10, years, 10, 15 years ago, right? Um, Saw so the Kaiju Big Battle at the Gathering of the Juggalos a couple years ago. That was amazing. And before that, the first National Pro Wrestling Day, sitting there with the then-promoter of the international wrestling cartel, because they also had a match featured with the now-drifter of of NXT, Logan Shulo, being a part of that, and and of course John McChesney. Um, And just having him just be bewildered by the idea of what the hell he was seeing in the ring, because I'm pretty sure they had a sandwich in there wrestling something. Um, And then right beside us was the Kaiju Big Battle merch table with the people behind Kaiju Big Battle, right? And just hearing him trying to understand the concept was a, a, the best experience because he had he was just I he didn't know what to make of it. So so I remember just one point just like turn around and him saying, so it's not really wrestling, right? <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs>
2: No, no, this giant sandwich wrestling, this giant can of chicken noodle soup. No, it's not.
0: Yeah, know. I mean, yeah, go check it out. It's fun. It's the most, like, if you thought Chikara was out there, Kaiju Big Battle is the the, the fifth dimension of pro wrestling. I, I, know amazing, it will
2: be, I know it will be in Dallas, uh, WrestleMania weekend.
1: Kaiju will be in
2: Dallas? Yeah, but by the big, uh, I know WWN Live. They're being sort of set is doing some stuff. And Kaiju, I think, is at like midnight one of the nights. So. It's the
0: perfect time to watch it because that's when I watched The Gathering. It was so great. <laughs> there better be beer there. There has to be beer there. Probably more substances.
1: Uh, I was going to Dallas WrestleMania, but now I know what I'm really going for. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Awesome to have you on. Great discussion. I think we can have you on again, talk production for an hour. So maybe we'll have to do that. that, Dude, that thank you, man. Point. I really
1: appreciate you guys having me on. I've had a lot of fun.
0: Not a problem. <laughs> Eamon at Eamon to please on the Twitter as well. The voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. With the visuals of Inspire Pro Wrestling
1: Zombie
0: <laughs> <laughs> and check out my stuff: uh, sorgatron.com, sorgatronmedia.com, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Subscribe, see us here live every uh, Tuesday about 11 p.m. Uh, or so uh, Eastern Time, and uh, and and we'll see you guys next time. Remember, please support some indie
1: wrestling. Oh.